This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. everybody, welcome to another Board Games edition of the MFG Cast. This time we're going to be previewing Dire Dinner by Big Bad Ideas, LLC. We'll have to apologize ahead of time. Our dog is snoring right next to us. I don't know if they're going to hear it. They probably won't. But if they hear a little snorey snore, then we'll just know what, they'll know what's going on. It doesn't mean that's how what he feels about this game. At all. He's just an exciting old dog. He's just so old and so tired. He is. Yeah. All right, let's get right into it. So, thank you to Danny Decilius. Why do you always have to say, try uh, to say everybody's names very fancy? I know, it's it's Danny Decilius. Your but I always Cap- like saying Captain it. Fancy Pants. I do, I do. I just love saying it. But uh, thank you to Big Bad Ideas and Danny for letting us preview this game. Thank you for sending it to us. Yes. So let's talk about Dire Dinner. It is a game that plays one to four players. It plays 45... Wow, that was really slow. Was it 45? Plays 45 to 90 minutes, ages eight and up. And it's also designed by him. By who? I'm not going <laughs> to pronounce his name. Sorry, Danny. Danny DeSillis. Right? Or Dene Dosilus, yeah, or whatever be. Kurt says. And art by. And art by him also. That's right. And Published. I didn't realize this until I said to Kurt, who did the art for this anyway? Because it looks very similar to his other games. Mm-hmm. Thinking that maybe he hired the same person. And he said, no, he did all of his own art. And I said, well, then that would make sense why it looks so familiar. Like, this in the same genre. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Same look or Yeah, whatever. for sure. It's in the same universe, basically. Thank you. It's in the Big Bad Overlord universe. Overlord? Overlord. Again, I apologize for not knowing English. That's just what it is. And I always say things weird, and I, yep. Tracy always points it out. <laughs> just, Thank you very I'm much. I'm just shaking my head at him. Yes, I do. Anyway, so let's talk about... Let's so talk about Dire Dinner and our preview of it and how it's going to be coming to Kickstarter. For sure. Can I do the? Can I do my thing where I... Oh, Lord. I Brace do, yourself, everyone. The story is about... Oh, he's going to change his voice and things. <clears throat> I, don't, I never understand this, but I'm not a role player, so... It has nothing to do with role yes, playing. Yes, it does. I, just, I feel like it does. I just like doing voices. Which people do in role playing. Not all the time. Don't stereotype. You stereotyper. I just did. I threw, threw ah, you guys in. I'm glad you're not a role I, player. I threw everyone you'd in make, a bucket. You'd make everybody mad. <gasps> you would. I did do a voice the other day, and I thought, that would be a good role-playing voice in the, if I role-played, but I can't even think of the voice now. Good story. 
Oh, he's trying to get back at me now. I am. I am okay. trying to get you back. Anyway, do the All right, do, do, the do thing. your thing. <clears throat> Girthiodius is a monster. He has a big lumpy castle where he lives with lots of soldiers and small monsters who do what he says. If they know it's good for them, he's also very hungry because it's getting close to dinner time. He has some cooks but can't be bothered to find them. Not being the patient sort. Girth just orders the next four people to make him some food and be quick about it. I didn't think you were going to use that voice. Yeah, see, it's not all dramatic. You, hey, you don't have to use dramatic voices in roleplay. But maybe I do. Or maybe I don't. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm probably out. Oh, my God. I've, already, I've annoyed you, so I'm sure, I'm sure I've annoyed I don't know what's else. happening anymore. Voices! That's what's happening. All right, let's talk about dire dinner. This is a cooperative game in which you are trying to serve certain dishes, six in total, to Girth to make him happy and put him in a good mood. Because he hungry. He is hungry, and he wants some weird things like mice cream and bees lettuce. And uh, believe me, I don't know what they call these. I just I just look at the tiles and I just be like, okay, this is... I be like? Yes, I be like. Guacamole cat. <laughs> uh, what else do they have? Go- uh, ghost pepper. That actually looks like a ghost. How about a crust, crust, croissant rollstrin? <laughs> okay, and you picked on me. I can't me? even think of what you would call it. Jeez. I was trying to blend words together. Like it's a crescent roll and a crustacean. Crustacean roll. Thank you. I really made it way more difficult. <laughs> I was like, what happened Holy there? Holy cow. That was I a lot. It... Holy grab How about rat pizza? It's the pizza rat from those from oh, that video or whatever. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like sometimes when you say this stuff out loud, it sounds crazy. And then you're like, oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is this one? Is that a peanut? Peanut server? Server peanut? Mr. Peanut? Peanut butler? Peanut butler. Oh, peanut butler. Ha ha. Good. What is that? Peanut butter? Peanut butler? Oh. <laughs> Boy, I shouldn't be recording this today because I'm like, I'm like, you're like, yeah, I got it. And I'm like, yeah, I just said it and I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Right now. So even though you're playing one to four players, you actually have to have four players total to play the game. So you'll have to split them up if you play less players. So like if you're playing a three-player game, two people would be playing one. The other person would be playing two players. If you're playing two players, two each. If you're playing one player, you play all four. And by players, he's saying like they're the player mats that Danny came up with yeah for sure so with their special character like it's like a character mat yeah yeah pretty much yep special characters and special character abilities on them yep um depending upon the certain character and when you played one player you played four correct correct yeah i did did you say that right i did but that's okay we can revisit sorry that's all right sorry like i said you're trying to serve these dishes so for setup you've got the six dishes, you also have a, a scoring track that's got the round tracker on it, but it also has the scoring tracker on it. You want to keep Gurth's mood in the green, basically, for the end of the game. If it gets into the red, it kind of sucks, but you don't actually lose until you get to zero mood, or you would automatically win if you get to 30 mood during the game, but there's also ways to win or lose 
and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. But yep, and then you get a couple dice, a stack of event cards. Yep, and everybody starts out with ingredients. One ingredient a piece. Well, no, but I mean, you get a whole bag of bag ingredients, of ingredients that correct. you're using to, to mm-hmm. um, be able to serve and or. Oh, you also get a on your. The round tracker and the mood and point counter mm-hmm. is also your oven stove. No, oven grill and cauldron. Correct. Where you may have to cook your ingredients. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, like I we kind of said before, it's a tile laying manipulation kind of game where you're putting these tiles on these dishes to serve them. So there are six plates. Uh, another thing I forgot to talk about before the setup of the game, some of them have main, or core ingredients that you need to put on there. So you randomly take them from the bag, from your ingredient bag, and you place them on the core ingredient spots on those dishes. Okay. An important piece of the ingredients that you're drawing from the bag are the different um, looks of the ingredients, meaning... They're different colors. Mm-hmm. So there's yellow, there's green, there's purple, there's pink, there's brown. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. Um, but there's other ingredients that are in the bag, too, that serve as wild mm-hmm. ingredients. So they can serve as any color. Or there's, what do they call those, the white ones? The white ones are just white wild tiles as well. Oh, spices. Spices, thank yes, you. That's correct. the word I was looking for. Yep. But there's also, but those can't be placed as a core ingredient, can they? The spices. No, actually the... But the wild can? No, the spices and the wild cannot be placed. So if you're going to be placing a core ingredient, it has to be one of those colors because for the game as a rule, you need to put something of the same color next to another ingredient. So if the core ingredient is yellow... Everything on that dish is going to have to be yellow unless it's a white wild or a rainbow wild. Yep. And it all de- and it all makes it all makes a difference as far as like scoring at the end. So it's it's something I'm not gonna, I'm just going to glaze over quick just to, so you so you know. The rainbow tiles count as the color that they're attached to. So if it's Next to a yellow, it would count as yellow. If it's next to brown, it would count as brown. The white ones also do that, the spices, but they're a little different because they help fill the plate. But but because they're a white tile, you would actually get, it's not considered a full plate still. And by full plate, he means once you fill the plate with all of one color... Like, let's say the plate calls for all yellow ingredients. So you could do all yellow ingredients and that rainbow tile. Then the plate's considered served and full, Mm -hmm. so to speak. But if you have any of those, why do we want to call them sprinkles? Spices. Spices. Thank you. They both start with Mm S's. Once you have those involved, the plate is, you still are going to serve it during the round, which we'll talk about shortly, but it's not going to be considered for that bonus, correct? Yes, correct. But you won't get negative points. Yes. That, that is the whole reason for it. Because if you served an unserved plate, which will happen during the game, you will also you will get negative points. Yep. And we'll talk about scoring here in a little bit. Yep. Let's kind of continue about like how we take our actions here. So we talked about 
taking the tiles, putting them on the board, or putting them on our dishes. You have to make sure that, you know, the ingredients match with the other ones. Some have more core ingredients than others. So like one will have, like a goulash will only have one core ingredient. The main course actually has two main ingredients. So during the game, you could all, you could possibly get two separate core ingredients that are different colors. So you'll be able to get more colors on that dish to score more points. Which is really nice. Yes. Because you have more opportunity to be able to draw different colored ingredients from the bag versus trying to fill up the mean course, which is the biggest or the largest one that you want to be able to tackle Mm -hmm. with multiple colors versus all of one color, which we've played, we've encountered both types. Yeah, for sure. So Kurt was talking about pulling those, filling with the core ingredient on, on each of those. There's actually one plate too that it's kind of a... I would call it a free-for-all. It's called the, um, what is it called? The slapatizer. The slapatizer. I was called, I was going to call it the slampler. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good one, too. It is. Hey, remember that, Danny, the <laughs> slampler. <laughs> um, so that one, you can play all of the same color on that one. That one doesn't get a core ingredient on it. So you're free to put place whatever you want on that one. However, you don't get bonus points, I don't believe. Unless you get all four. Four different colors. Correct. So you could do a brown, a pink, a purple, and a yellow, and then you'd score a bonus for that plate, which requires four ingredients. And you can always finish a plate, even if you don't fill all of those spaces. Yep, correct. No we'll matter talk, what. Yeah, and we'll talk about scoring in a little bit. Yep. What you're going to do is you're going to draw those core ingredients, place them on the ingredient plates, or not the ingredient plates, the um, dinner plates, basically, or the plates yep. you're going to complete. And then you're going to draw ingredients for each of the character cards that you're playing or that people are playing. So, yeah. So, we talked about one of the actions, pulling those ingredients from the bag. Another thing you can do is you can place them on the grill oven in cauldron. We'll talk about that a little bit later. You can also advance them from, from the grill to a plate from the oven down and the cauldron onto a plate. And we'll describe that here in a little bit. Um, another thing you can do is you can um, place a prepped ingredient, which means that it's ready to go on a plate and you can actually put it on a dish. So like some of them, you don't even have to prep them. So on the other side, it's they're technically fully prepped if they don't have like a grill sign or a cauldron sign or anything like that on them. So you can put them right on the plate as another action. Um, Another thing you can do is you can move an ingredient tile from one unserved plate to another one. That's something we actually, in the many games that we played, we never attempted to even do that, actually. Say that again? You can move a ingredient tile from an unserved plate to another unserved plate. Yep. Following the placement rules, of course, with being a match match of colors. Or you can give Uh, somebody ingredient or you can take an ingredient from another player so a couple of things that i a couple questions i have i know the answers to them Mm -hmm. but if you tell everyone else yeah of course so you're talking about uh ingredient that's already prepped Mm -hmm. so what are the other options that they have for ingredients yeah so you have this you have this that scoring track that we kind of talked about. It also has the oven 
the grill and the cauldron. So if you use the grill, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take an action, if you have an ingredient, you're gonna take that ingredient, put it to the grill for one action, and then if you wanna get it onto the plate, you'd have to use another action to grill it for one and put it on that uh, plate or dish or whatever, um, following the uh, color rules. With the oven, the oven actually has two spots on it. So you'd have to use one action to move it to the oven and then two more actions to move it to basically cook it and then get it on the, on the uh, plate. The last thing you can do is you can actually use the cauldron. And this is a fun little thing where you can do a few things. So you put the you put it on the, you put your ingredient on the cauldron, you roll a die, and depending upon whatever you roll, you get that you get that result. So if you get a five or better, then the ingredient is moved to a place successfully. If the ingredient doesn't have a cauldron on the back, so it specifically has to has to have a cauldron on the back for it to be successful to go over there. Then you draw a random ingredient tile from the pantry, which is that bag, and place the previous tile from the cauldron back into the pantry. So basically you're just kind of swapping out. Um, so then but, you really just wouldn't know what one you're going to be laying out. That's plate. true. But it's automatically prepped, immediately prepped, and mm -hmm. then you can put it out on the plate. As long as... As long as you have somewhere to place it. Yep, correct. Um, if you roll a two through four on the die, it's not successful and it just stays in the cauldron. And, and lastly, if you roll a one and you are unsuccessful and then that goes back in the pantry and you can't use it anymore. So you're talking about these different actions. How many actions does a player get? Uh, each player gets three actions unless stated differently on a player card. Since you alluded to some of the characters having the abilities of more than three actions, should we talk a little bit about some of the characters? Not all of them, but maybe some of them? Sure. Since you're, since many of them are going to be making their debut through the game because you play, if you're playing a solo game, you're going to be playing four. If you play two player, you're going to still be playing four. Uh, if you play three player, you're still going to be playing four <laughs> characters. You see a trend? Yes, I yes. do. Um, so we can talk about some of the characters and their abilities and how they're a little bit, they all have kind of their unique flares to mm -hmm. them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, there's a, you know, a couple of different fun ones like um, the Grandma Yaga. I think she's really fun. What you can do is when you're pulling stuff out of the pantry, which is the bag where you get the ingredients, normally you just take one and then that's the one you have to have if you're reaching into the pantry. Yep, I was going to say you're pulling an ingredient from the pantry blindly. Correct. With her, you can actually pull out two and decide which one that you want to keep instead and put the other one back in the bag. Yep. Another fun special ability that she has is if you put anything in the cauldron, including her if she uses the cauldron she you're gonna put her in the cauldron <laughs> no you said including said, her no <laughs> i meant if she puts the oh, stuff that in was the awesome. cauldron i yeah. was waiting for you to realize that you said that and i was like you just tossed her in the <laughs> I cauldron i mean hey if she wants to be an ingredient for girth go right out if he's she, hungry enough that's true she automatically succeeds so you don't have to roll that cauldron die and worry about success or failure which is cool yep uh, another fun one, I think, is the whole horrible monster. He has multi-tentacle arms to do all the cooking and stuff, so he actually gets four actions instead of three. 
It's because he is a multitasker. That's true. Yeah. What else is Fred. there? Don't forget Fred. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. How can we forget about Fred? Fred um, is just a regular old dude, but Girth really loves Fred. So they're like pals. That's true. I think. So there's going to be a lot of event cards in there where if Fred is in your group, is wow. If Fred is in your crew, then you'll get some special bonuses. If he's not, it actually could hurt you. Yep. So Kurt's alluding to the event cards, and I know we kind of mentioned that they're part of the play, but when those come up, those happen each round. So you draw an event card at the beginning of the round, and it tells you something that could help you or hurt you. Mm -hmm. So an example of one of the event cards, maybe this will be a Fred one. Maybe not. So one that involves Fred is, it's called, Where's Fred? Girth wants to know where Fred is. He has a joke that he wants to share. If Fred's on the team, you increase your mood by one. If he's not on the team, you lose negative one mood. Mm. So there's a advantage of having Fred on your team in that instance. And um, here's another one. Someone's pants fall down. Comedy gold. Plus one mood, but plus two if Fred's on the team. Nice. So, I mean, they're not always involving Fred. I just happened to see that one, too. Yeah, there's, like, some where, like, it's, like, if you have uh, any, if any of your players have any meat tiles, they're spoiled and you have to get rid of them. Or if If you have any, yeah, if you have, sorry, if you have anything on the grill or on the oven, at the end of the round, it goes away. Yeah, or at the beginning of the round, it goes away. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's stuff like that, Yeah, beginning, end. There's, like, I mean, there's a giant stack of event cards, so... I mean, I haven't seen the same thing again, I don't think. No, we played through a lot. And I played through a few games before I even yeah. played with you, too. So it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's a good one to get through so you're not seeing the same thing all the time. Yeah. Oftentimes you end up playing games where the event stack is not very large. Mm-hmm. So For it's sure. kind of cool. Yeah. It's fun. All right. Well, let's talk about scoring. So we kind of talked about how you know how we're playing the game, you know, scoring the tile or putting the tiles on to help score and stuff like that. So there's a caveat to the first round. So the first round, they advise you to not serve a dish on the first round because if you ser- there's a plus and minus. So if you serve a dish in the first round, you get plus five mood because you're trying to get uh, what I talked about before. You're trying to get have cur- have girth be in a great mood, and if you get if you get below zero, you lose. If you get uh, 30 or more you win but there's also ways to get through all seven rounds and still win or lose but again we'll talk about that later so you're trying to affect his mood the first like i said with the first round you get plus five points if you serve that first round but then in every subsequent round you have to serve a full dish every time or you lose and good luck yeah so we never tried that and i don't think i don't know if it's a great idea well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to try that. We should. We should just to see. You try different variations, and it, it all depends on your draw and your people and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so then any round after that, you have to serve something, whether you finish the dish or not. Correct. And then you, 
have potential to lose points. So each space that you don't fill an ingredient, you lose points and they keep going up yeah. negatively. Yeah. So if you have one empty space, it's negative one. Two, it's negative one plus negative two. Three, it's negative one plus negative two plus negative three. Yeah. So it's it's called cumulative. Hey, so it's I like to explain it differently. Yes, and you did, which is great. Thank you. Thank, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So you know, just you get a negative point for how whatever however many tiles you get there. So like you said, it's like one, two, three, four. You get negative one, negative two, negative three, negative four, and they add up together. Because he's mad you're not giving him all of his food. Yes, that's right. He wants all of the foods, and I know how that feels, because that's how I feel <laughs> every day of my life, I feel like. But so, so you're really trying to figure out the best way to attack all of these dishes to be able to accomplish filling these plates and not lose points if possible. But if you do fill up all of the ingredients with the appropriate colored ingredients then you actually based on the dish you score bonus points that is correct so depending upon what you do a complete dish excluding a mean course is worth one bonus point and if you remember we were talking at the beginning the mean course is ginormous that's the one where it has two core ingredients that you have potential to work on two different colors on the course or if you're a bad ingredient bag drawer you might have to fill up the whole dish with the same color yeah yeah i think it's like 14 spots i think like that so like some of them are like five or six and four and but that one's a huge one because it's the mean course like a main course so um see the clever wording yeah so if you get a full mean course you'd get plus two points but also then you get other bonuses if you have a full plate of that core ingredient you get those bonuses so like the unamused bouche you'd get plus one the salad goulash or unjust desserts you get plus two points and the mean course you'd get plus three and then tracy talked about that slapatizer if you get four different colors in the slapatizer you get a bonus one point if every tile is that different color what did i call it originally Oh, I don't know. Slamatizer? No. No. Don't know. It was so good I forgot. (laughs) So during the game, you can also add spices, which are those white tiles that you talked about. You put them next to a dish as a free action for one of your players if you have that on your player board. And depending upon a certain spice die, you would actually roll. So for each die roll, for each spice that you have on there, if you roll a four plus, then you increase Girth's mood by one. But if you have a value of three or less, it actually decreases his mood by one. So you're you're able to put those tiles on there to have no negative space as far as getting the negatives for incomplete dishes. But also, if you roll low, there's a possibility to getting negative mood anyway. So winning the game because who doesn't want to know how to win this stinking game or lose it who doesn't want to know how to lose a game (laughs) i don't want to know how to lose a game but i want to know how to win it Mm -hmm. so why don't you tell them sure so like i said before if you're 
during the game, if you reach zero mood or past zero mood for girth, you automatically lose. If you get past 30 mood, I think actually I think it's 30 or more mood for girth, you win the game. Or you can't go past 30, so yeah, you're a champion if you do. You do. Uh, I suppose you could kind of get past it. Well, you, you can, but, but yeah, there's yeah. no. There's nothing There's no higher spot than 30. Correct, yeah. correct. Or after seven rounds, you look at how much mood is on the track as far as girth goes. If he has 10 or less mood, you lose the game because he's going to eat you because he's hungry for more. Or if you get 11 or more, then you win the game because he's satisfied with what he's been served. You've been served! And what's what's nice... Well, he's trying to be funny and I'm serious. <laughs> Um, so what's nice on the round tracker too, I know I'm a very serious gal. Mm -hmm, Um, what's nice on the tracker too is if you're 10 or below, there's a section that's in red. Mm -hmm. It's like a little warning section. Warning. Something that, okay, okay. (laughs) That makes you nervous. Yes. Correct. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice eyeball-y, eyeball-y? It's a nice feature to be able to just glance at versus going, what number again? Because I feel like in some games you you go, okay, what number again until this monster eats me? Okay, that is not in every game, but you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Huh. So now that we've spilled the beans and our guts and stuff about a preview that wasn't really a preview that was like a full dissertation mm-hmm. of this game why are we doing this <laughs> the look on you know his what? face was amazing holy smokes that's that's an existential question that i don't know if i could answer within the time limit why are we on this earth <laughs> anyway girth where are you that sounds like you're like doing scooby-doo girth where are you girthy oh. girthy girthy oh Over i don't know her. anyway um, so why are we doing this? Well, I'll answer since it's like <laughs> dead silence because we can and girth is hungry and because the creators of this game, AKA Danny, I'm not going to say your last name, Danny, because I don't want to butcher it. What is it? Desilis. Desilis. See, I can just say that. I don't know why when you first know. creatively said it. Mm-hmm. Is, yes, it made me feel like I had to be really fancy about it. It's going to go to Kickstarter on February 21st of this year. 2023. What is what's the date of that? A Tuesday. Yes. I think I think I feel like every Kickstarter for uh, must be a board rule. games is like every, Is that a rule? Tuesday. It must be. Somebody want to tell us is that a rule? It must be a rule. Or that's like a good like a good tip. Yeah. Like if you're gonna roll something out onto Kickstarter, Tuesday's a good day. It is. Is that a payday for somebody? I've absolutely no clue. Huh. Anyway. I, I'm sure there's some good reasoning on it. So it's hidden Kickstarter. So with that being said, you should probably like check out the Kickstarter page. Yeah. Maybe. Back it if it seems like something that's in your wheelhouse. I am a big fan of cooperative games. I don't know about you. I, I Well, yeah. Yeah. 
and I like playing this cooperatively. I like the puzzle of trying to figure out, like, okay, do we try to fill out the smaller stuff to get points right away and then... Uh, Work on the biggest dish? Uh, yeah, and then... Or or even forget about the biggest dish and be like, okay, I want to fill out all the small dishes and then even though I'm going to get a ton of negative points on the mean course, uh, maybe I don't fill that one Well, and we've tried that. Yeah. We've tried a bunch of different scenarios. I've never said... <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you picked on me for saying I've Danny's never, name weird. I've never said scenarios. it that way. Scenarios. <laughs> scenarios. We've tried it that way. We've tried a ton of different ways of uh, doing it. I think sometimes it depends on the luck of the ingredient draw and the characters that you are using. Correct. Also, because remember, if you're not going to be able to continuously put ingredients on plates, you're going to acquire negative points. Yes. Cumulatively. You're going to rack those babies up, and we know. You're you're going to rue the day that you misplayed the game. Yeah. You're going to be so mad when you're like, forget about that mean dish, that biggest Mac Daddy plate, because it's going to come back, and it's going to... Girth is going to be so mad at you because he hungry. Yes. Hunky? Yes. He hungry. He is hungry. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot of ways to kind of play it. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I like that puzzle of it. Um, the randomness of the bag is not, not so bad. Like, there's a lot of tiles in the bag. Oh, yeah. So you can, you know, pull out, you know, a decent amount and still do a pretty good job with the with filling plates um, there is that problem of, okay, I've already served a bunch of dishes and I have this color that I can't use for the other one. Well, the cauldron helps you switch those up, whether or not it's a good thing. If you can actually roll good, that's t- for the dice to say. And Tracy can't. Nope. The last game we played. Yeah, which is funny because usually I'm the one that's terrible at Well, rolling. I'm blaming on the fact that we did, usually we haul out a dice tray mm-hmm. and we didn't and so it's all that so you it, think that the dice tray is the key <clears throat> i do mm. i do you heard it right here folks you're first this that is mfg cast certified that mm. a dice tray will get you fives and sixes okay okay no don't listen to if me. you're rolling a six sided die hopefully but yeah well that's what comes with this game mm-hmm. so that's what i was referring to yeah yeah um, I love the quirkiness of the art. I like all the things that he's done, like the mm-hmm. the mice cream and the avocado cat. I still don't understand what that means, but I love it. Um, what was the other one that you did that I thought was amazing? Oh, the peanut butler. <laughs> that one still makes me giggle. I love or that. this one that I worked so hard to try to figure out, and then you just came right out and oh. said, no. What I did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it going, crescent. Crustacean roll. Crustacean roll. Yeah, that's correct. I hadn't seen... Oops, I dropped it. I hadn't... This is the first time I saw this one is today. Nice. Very cool. But, um, yeah, because he, what he literally could have done is just done creatures, like basic creatures mm-hmm. on colored ingredient tiles. Yeah. But why would you do that? Exactly. It's no fun. That wouldn't make sense with the theme. Yes, correct. In this dire dinner. That's, situation that's true so but yeah i think i think the theme fits well i think it plays pretty pretty steadily pretty great 
Um, Unless you're playing with us. That's true. And then you just suck. Hey, we won our last game that we played. We did, which is great. We wanted to play another game of this because we like this game. Mm-hmm. We wanted to play another game of this before we recorded, and we won. Mm-hmm. What did we score? How many? 15, 16, something like that, I think. did we have? I don't know. The... I think it was 16. Yeah. Nailed it. But it's like, it's not easy, but it's also not super challenging. It's like in that weird, it's in that weird, it's in that middle part where it's like, it keeps you coming back. It's not just like, okay, well, I just, I easily won this one again, so maybe I'll play it another time. Or, God, this is so hard. I just, it's, yeah, you I just don't want to play yeah, it Yeah, you don't feel so defeated. If you lose, you want to play again to see if you can win. If you win, you want to play again to see if you can win again. Yeah. Well, now I do. Because that was our first time winning together. together. Yeah. Yep. Are you saying that because you won when you were playing solo? I think I won three out of the four, I think. <sighs> Look at him showing off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm the problem. I didn't say it. You heard it, folks. Uh, yeah. So, th- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I will say that I feel like, or I will say that this is my favorite in the Big Bad Overlord universe, though. I really, really yeah. enjoy this one. Yeah, I like it too. So again, if you feel like it, February twenty first of twenty twenty three. They're gonna feel like it after listening to this train wreck. Yes, they of are. An <laughs> They're gonna do it because they feel bad for us. Uh, no, you're gonna do it because you're gonna be helping a indie creator. I thought you were going to call him a stud. Yes. A great guy. Studly Danny. A stud. Danny. A stud. Um, Danny DeSillis. There you go. Yes! You're going to be getting... I'm sure it's not going to be super expensive either because he keeps them really reasonable. Um, and uh, tried and true tried and true company that's always been able to put stuff out on time. You know, been able to get things to the people. Um, he's moving his hands over yeah. here and it looks like he's going to dance. Yes. He's dancing for a dire dinner. That's right. I am. Which which reminds me, I'm starving. Let's go. Just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm on a muse bouche. Yes. That didn't make sense. Sure. Because I'm not a plate. Uh, okay. Let's, food. Speaking of train wreck, let's stop this before it gets too crazy. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. Are you going to pick on how I say train? Nope. No. You're not. Train. Train. I said train wreck. Why would I pick on that? You said, right? Okay. I don't know why you looked at me, though. (laughs) Nothing. Okay. So, again, thanks to Danny from Big Bad Ideas for allowing us to preview this game, Dire Dinner. That's right. And we'll see you in another couple of weeks for another board game preview. We're going to see them? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, I hope not. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking. I mean, I don't want I'm looking at your kitchen window right now. Ooh, creepy. (laughs) Anyway, um, so until next time, I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And this was the MFG cast. Bye bye. Ooh ah. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.